Kaiju FM. Come find your niche. All right, you ready to do this? I've had, um, yeah, I've, kind of. I've drunk too much coffee. Yeah, I drank a lot. Bad. I drank a lot of mead. Yeah, so you've sort, of, sort of got the opposite problem. I'm yeah. sort of buzzing. I'm sort of. But sleepy. I've got that sort of black hole in the stomach that says you're gonna be sick in a bit, <laughs> and uh, you're just sleepy. I'm gonna be because you know, like nice hot honey drink <laughs> in the afternoon. Well, so this is gonna go really well. Yeah, I mean. Let's try, let's try and get it done before I fall asleep and before you vomit. The crossfade of our trajectories in this episode <laughs> is going to yeah, be interesting. Yeah, because I'll start waking up and you'll start going, <laughs> I'm going to vom. <laughs> let's see how it goes. Welcome back to the Space Jam Continuum, the show where we try to make a cohesive cinematic universe out of something that was never meant to be one. I'm Chris McLennan. I'm Carl Noble. And uh, we, we created problems for ourselves last week. Uh, well, we didn't create problems for no, ourselves. No, Marsha, Marsha and John Marsha and John Bloody created Marsha problems and John. With their, with their, you know, good, progressive, inter-tuniversal marriage. Yeah. Right. Well, we, who, who saw that coming? We Not went think, in thinking, oh, at least this is going to be completely inconsequential. Yeah. And actually, it's just brought the Hanna-Barbera-verse... Into In, the mix, yeah. like uh, I mean, we're hoping somebody else is going to take up that challenge. Yeah, we've not already, us because we've already been in sort of extended denial about the Disneyverse situation since yeah. Roger Rabbit, yeah, and, and now this. So I mean, I, I mean, we haven't heard from anybody yet. No, I mean, like somebody ne- please do it. Yeah, the, the otherwise ne- we'll the ne- end up doing it. The negligence yeah. on display is 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 depressing. I mean, really. inevitably we're going to end up doing it. If, yeah, if somebody else doesn't do it, it's it's going don't to tell to- you c- don't. Show, don't say that. We're never going to do it. We'll never do it. Never do it. Someone else do it. I, I, because, I mean, to be honest, we're going to be doing this forever. Yeah, to be fair, this I is, feel. this, look, we've got a lot on. Yeah. We've got a lot on. We should probably crack on with it, We really. should probably crack on a little bit. Uh, so, uh, we had, we had some Claude Cat and some Mark Antony last week. They're back in the mix. Yeah. It was reasonably inconsequential last week. They just punted each other a lot. Um, but we've got this Claude Cat. Is... We've got, uh, Mark Antony. We've got Frisky Puppy. Now, I don't know if his name's Frisky or if it's just a Frisky Puppy. And there's also a cameo from Tweety in there. Well, I mean, the, ca- the cameo's also from Mark Antony. So oh, that's true. Like, it's actually a Claude Cat Frisky Puppy episode, but with Tweety and Mark Antony turning up together. So, I mean, this might be interesting in that normally, if I was expecting a cameo from, uh, like, a bulldog... Alongside Tweety. Uh, alongside Tweety... I'd be expecting it to at least claim a Hector cameo. And then we'd come out and go, that's not Hector. Do you, well, do you think maybe they've cloned Mark Antony? Well, I mean, we did think that Mark Antony was like... A clone of Hector. A clone of Hector. But like maybe Tweety's going for the more sort of uh, philosophical uh, specimen now. Yeah. They've got, they've got their army of Hectors. I mean, we'll, I suppose we'll need to see the, uh, the interaction between Mark Antony and Tweety within the cameo bit to see whether or not it's actually well let's stop speculating then and watch no barking uh claude cat and frisky puppy number from february 27th 1954 with a couple of cameos all right
Out on the street, then. Out on the street. I mean, we saw him get kicked out last time, but I, I've learned not to presume that that actually uh, means that next time you see them, they're actually going to be on the street. Yeah, it's not like consequences aren't the strong suit of the Tooniverse. No, um, but Claude is suffering from them right now. Do you yeah. think maybe that's a um, because of Marsha and John kind of getting together that now? like the two different physics of the two universes are mixing so now maybe actions have consequences because in Hanna-Barbera like things like Wacky Races there's a lot of consequences and sometimes without action yeah that's true I mean like I I don't know I mean there's definitely some weird stuff going on for a start Claude like you know he looks different mm. like he's sort of orange like orange bodied now his head still looks like Claude, except he's got sort of brown stuff around his mouth. I wonder if that's just like, you know, emaciation. I wonder if he'd just been schnaffling garbage, because he's a street cat now. He's a street cat. Frisky Puppy is probably one of my new favourite characters next yeah, to Yeah, I could see how, what, how so you fun. would, uh, you know, have an affinity with great. Frisky Puppy. Yeah. He's an, it's an emotional roller coaster. He has like a 10 second, like, um, like re-record loop. Yeah, sometimes not, sometimes not even that. Yeah, but he always starts at the start of his loop happy yeah it's it was happy then angry then defensive then like sometimes Loud. happy and barking backwards yeah. like angrily yeah. like that one was confusing yeah just for a second no he he's, was, he's a nightmare he was great um but yeah it mainly revolves around claude being sort of annoyed that frisky puppy's loud and annoying yeah uh and trying to prevent this um and coming a cropper uh yeah. he's still got that power yeah, he's still got that, and and in this one, like, so if so, if Claude's falling just about two foot off the ground, he just rotates to the correct. Yeah, he'll way stop, up. rotate, finish the finish the fall. Uh, but uh, it did confirm that he doesn't really need to be paying attention to do that. No, because at one point he was falling from a plane, and like he was just looking straight down the barrel of the camera as he did it. Yeah, he was just like, I'm chill. But then he got crushed by a by a manhole cover or something. Was it a manhole uh, cover? Well, it, well, he he went up on a manhole cover. Yeah, and then righted himself or came down righted himself and then the manhole cover came down afterwards and landed on him uh, so he ends up leaving on a plane on a jet plane yes he does end up leaving on a jet plane so we'll, we'll see if the there's consequences to that again. don't know when we'll don't I, I do not know when he'll be back again um so we'll see if that has consequences next time we see yeah. claude we'll see if he's just somewhere else um now i understand why claude's on the street yeah. Why is Frisky Puppy on the street? Because I'm pretty sure last time we saw Frisky Puppy, he was in a house. Would you have him in your house? Well, no, but we I'm, I'm not. I'm not a dog person. I know, but I am a dog person, and you wouldn't. Have and him in your house. he would get on my nerves. I wouldn't kick him out on the street because I'm not harsh. But I can't remember what what house he was in though. Last time we it saw was him. a while ago that we saw Frisky. To be honest, was he with Claude at that time? I think so. Yeah. So. But he seems he seems pretty chill on the street though. But we've got to then presume because Claude got kicked out last time during yeah. the uh, the Mark Anthony and Pussyfoot fiasco. Yeah, that Frisky's also been kicked out of that house and before Claude. I mean, I am slightly of the mind that Frisky hasn't actually been kicked out of a house and he's just, he's just out and about. I think he's just because he seems like that sort. Of, I reckon he's forgot that there is a house he can go back to. I mean, he might be just looking. right near his house. Yeah, they're going, where's, where's he gone? And they're just yeah. checking the alleys. And he's just off off on one. But Tweety did make a, an appearance. 
Tweety did make an appearance. It was uh, pretty much exactly the appearance I expected yep. Tweety to make. Uh, upon thinking that he saw a pussy a pussy cat, he uh, exclaimed, "I thought I saw a pussy cat." Yeah. And then later, upon confirming that he did see a pussy cat, yeah, uh, he confirmed that he had in fact seen a pussy cat. Exactly. So um, his input, exactly as I expect, and actually Mark Antony's input was, you know, reasonably close to what I expected as well because. He's a champion of the youth, I reckon, Mark Do you Anthony. think he, he does... was out looking for Frisky? So do you think Frisky actually did live in that house and like he's went out... With him he, and Pussy does... Yeah. I do think he does, did, did live there and he'd been missing for a few days, so Mark Anthony's gone out looking for him and that's why he was on the street. Maybe. Looking, looking, for, looking for Frisky. That's true. And that, and that would explain why uh, Frisky was missing from the Mark Anthony yeah. Pussyfoot Claude episode last time. Because it wasn't that long ago. Like, I mean, what was it? It was only a few days... Do you think he's sort of snapped out of Pussyfoot's spell a bit? Like two weeks. And, got, and gone like, wait a second, another dog used to live yeah. here. Like, 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 like two weeks has passed. So do you think Frisky's been missing for two weeks? I think, I think Frisky's been missing for slightly longer than... How long after Frisky went missing do you think Mark Antony went, oh shit, Frisky! Um, I've been distracted with this tennis ball-sized lump of fur. <laughs> and I reckon probably a little while. Like, it's like I, I, I sort of like on the one hand the sense of duty yeah. in Mark Antony to go and find him and but also the you know just complete apathy to the situation for so long yeah just because he's got a kitten yeah but uh, you know that's what happens to people it does indeed you know puppies aren't just for Christmas this, but, is, this is the Christmas takeaway message but it is interesting because it is brought basically a lot of the definitely a pet characters into like yes. ultimately one one sphere like one household yeah and so i wonder where that's going to go especially with the tweet just down the road well the thing about the tweet is did you notice that the like tweet was making a lot of like classic bird noises yeah i think because there was a big house next to the tree i think there's a granny in that house and he was actually that tweeting was like a like kind of a trying to get to a, a granny yeah a crooning sort of call yes yeah that's I what i think was going on and they, obviously it wasn't affecting um like Claude, because Claude's a cat. Oh, yeah. And I don't think that that crooning can affect the cat, because I, I think it must no, just be that's... A, a wrong frequency for cats. Yeah, but that's why Sylvester, you know, can yeah. continue the hunt. Exactly. That's why it falls to cats to deal with this, and unfortunately, none of the cats we've ever met have really been very good at it. It's because cats are fickle. Except for this. Sylvester Jr. Yeah. He so seems ma- pretty cute. Maybe he'll be the one to finally nip this in the bud. So that's it. Like, like maybe Sylvester's never going to actually be the hero. He's just going to be the, the one that starts it. Yeah, I mean, it's kind of depressing. He's put a lot of work in, even if it has been unsuccessful. Yeah, but I mean, he's he's doing a lot of damage. It's like you know, what, <laughs> he's it, doing a lot of damage. It, it, like you know, when someone like loosens the jar, you're trying to open. Yeah, like that. He's loosening the jar, and then his, his son, he'll say, son, his son will take the cap. He'll off. certainly claim that when Sylvester yeah. <laughs> Junior nails it. Yeah, he'll just be like, uh, I loosened it for you. Yeah, so don't worry about, about that, that, pal. But yeah, I don't know that how much there is to take from that other than like. Yeah, there's this sort of new sort of unit of pet animals, all mostly, mostly under the uh, sort of, I guess, protection of Mark Antony. But I think he just likes. Yeah. Uh, I think he's just like, look, the, the kids are all right. Yes, yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. He, like he, he, he sees them as vulnerable and takes care of them. Yeah, he's a, he's a good egg, Mark Antony. He's confused occasionally. But, it took him two you know. weeks to realise that Frisky was gone. But yeah, he's easily distracted. I, by I, kid, I, you know. Either or maybe it didn't take him two weeks. Maybe he has actually been out day to day. Uh, it just hasn't. Yeah, been maybe it's just him. taken it, him two weeks to find him. But yeah. my point is, he didn't seem that concerned 
when Frisky was gone in that previous episode. He was quite quite content to just go punting cats about. Yeah. So, you know. There's that. <laughs> we'll, we'll, we'll find out. We'll, we'll see next time. Uh, shall we move on? Uh, yeah, I think this, this could be um, a well-known one. Uh, yeah, so it's a it's a it's Bugs Bunny number, but it's also Rock, Rocky and Muggsy who are the two sort of gangsters. Mm. Um, it's the first time we get Muggsy named, but you yeah. know he's pretty recognisable. So, and we should know him. Last time we had a Rocky and Muggsy one, you thought it was going to be a specific episode, and it didn't turn yeah, out so to it's be possible that, that This could be. And you think episode. it might be this one? So we're watching Bugs and Thugs. It's a Bugs Bunny, Rocky, and Muggsy episode from March second, nineteen fifty four. Let's look at it. One of the purest Bugs episodes in a while. Yeah, I mean, th- th- there's no question this is definitely a time travel scenario. Like, this is a Bugs, not necessarily, like, kind of super future Bugs, but yeah. this is definitely a Bugs from the future. He's he done, just knows he's, too much. He's done this scenario before, probably yes. several times. Yeah. Uh, but from the very off, it's quite evident that he knows exactly what's going on. Yeah. Like, he, he's just walking across the road, reading his map. I want to know what's on those maps. Uh, it's not a map, it's a newspaper. Oh, is it a newspaper? Yeah, because he, he, he basically comes up in the elevator, which is his hole, yeah. uh, reading it, and he's saying, oh, hunting season, rabbit hunting season opens today. And then he's and he's reading off sort of like the bits in the news. Um, and as he's walking across the road, all the cars are passing him, and he's not by an eyelid, but not getting hit. And he says, oh, I'm so glad I'm living in the city. And then he wanders into the bank. All oh, right, so it's like... The bank. But yeah, so the, the, the episode largely revolves around Bugs... Uh, not being deliberately captured. He was just in a cab and they use it as a getaway vehicle. Well, well it, it was a getaway vehicle. Yeah, it was a getaway and vehicle. He, he confused he as a, a cab. cab. Like. Uh, 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 yeah, so he winds up in with uh, Rocky and Muggsy. You've just yeah. robbed the bank. Yeah. Um, and yeah, he just winds up under duress and ultimately taking advantage of Muggsy. He wasn't very smart yeah. to sort of get out. But that's kind of his play though. That is the general He still play. could have got away so many times because there's so definitely a point in the car where um, he's, there's just loads of money bags around and um, Rocky says to Rocky says to Bugs okay we're going to take you for a ride and he goes oh a ride disappears into the bags then pops back out in a, a completely different outfit it's like a full, like to old go- school driving outfit yeah, you know, yeah you know, he's got like, big old goggles. goggles on and like He's ready to go for a ride and he's just ever so happy. But like, it becomes quickly evident that Bugs is actually deliberately out to get Rocky and Muggsy caught. Yes. And it's all a ruse. Yeah. Uh, mainly based on the fact that at one point he starts like masquerading as uh, a like the poli- a police officer. Yeah. And himself having a conversation yep. when he's like outside, out, outside of the room. And... Uh, you know, just trying to convince uh, Rocky and Muggsy sort of to come out when the police are there. Yes. And when the police actually turn up, like, the voice is exactly the same. Yeah. And the, like, what the they say is words. exactly the yeah. same. Uh, and it's just, yeah, it's really confusing. So, like, it sort of ends up with um, him hiding Rocky and Muggsy in, in the, the oven. oven. Yeah. Uh, going on this big masquerade, like, oh, yeah, would I would I uh, throw a lit match in there if my friend Rocky and Muggsy were in there? Yeah. Uh, and trying to convince the police officer otherwise, but then he does throw the match in yes, there and yeah, blow yeah. them and up. You don't so they're like, the gas don't want to do that again. 
uh, and then they do exactly the same scenario again. Yeah. But the police actually turn up, and it's word for word the same, tonally exactly the same. Uh, and Rocky and Muggsy, having learned that that's a bad time before, burst out of the <laughs> oven and get caught by the police. Now, I wouldn't say this was the most streamlined plan to get Rocky and Muggsy caught. No, but, but it definitely worked. And the thing is, is it seemed to either Bugs already had a private eye sort of company going, or off the back of this success of catching these criminals, he managed to start one up. You see, I think it's got to be off the back of this success, I, I think, think so. And um, I think that's why he's done it. Because Bugs, for a while, has been unproductive and sort of just fucking around. Yeah. And I think it's about time he's bugged his ideas up. I also didn't see a carrot at any point in this episode. No. So it might mean his carrot timers. So do you think that this was like a future Bugs coming back to set up a private eye business for present Bugs to do? And just go, look, now, if you're if you oh, just going to dick about doing this, dick about doing this. So you think this was future Bugs? Yeah. And then the Bugs we saw at the very end was past Bugs having been installed in this private yeah, eye just go situation. Do something useful. And I think that's actually what's happened. That's really confusing, but I quite <laughs> like it. <laughs> so he's it's just, of course it's confusing. It's just his future self has just come back and basically gone, get a job. Yeah, and if you won't get a job, I'll make you one. I'll make you one. Yeah, yeah, I quite like that. So I think, also, I it think puts Bugs a bit down. more on the straight and narrow, which he hasn't been for a while. He's just been mucking around with Yosemite Sam yeah. and just dossing about. Generally. I mean, I still think we're gonna see a lot of that, but yeah, I don't think it's going to put an end to it. You know, I seems think so. unlikely, but you know, I'm reasonably happy with that as a conclusion to that episode. Yeah. Is there anything else in there we need to uh, dig into? I don't think so. No, I mean, Rocky and Muggsy are just Rocky and Muggsy. They're the yeah, same. Like. I don't think they're ever going to change. That police chief, you know, only if he crops up again. It's the first time I've seen him. Yeah. So, I mean, I think, you know, that was pretty streamlined, pretty conclusive. That's what went down. It was a fun episode. It wasn't the one I thought, but it was quite a fun episode. (laughs) I I love that there's this sort of mystical Rocky and and Muggsy episode that's hovering around in the future. It's going to be great. But that does probably mean they get out. I mean, they definitely get out. We know the justice system. Oh, yeah. Corrupt. (laughs) It seems iffy at best uh do you know who else uh you know needs to deal with some corruption in the near future who's that lebron james because you know frankly you know neglecting he's neglecting all the good information we're trying to give him about these pesky tunes yeah uh he's not listening is he he just thinks he's going to turn up on the day play basketball it's not as simple as that lebron he won't listen to us so let's see if he'll listen to someone else all right Hold up, I ain't trying to stunt, man. But the Yeezys jumped over the jump, man. Went from most hated to the champion God flow. I guess that's a feeling only me and LeBron know. I'm living three dreams. Okay, who are we doing? I, I don't really know. I mean, I've got a few people in mind, but um, I think there's probably a more scalpel way of dealing with who we should treat rather problem, than me just deciding that one. Yeah, because, like, I, I, I was listening to uh, Phil Jupiter's recently talking about Chuck Jones. Yeah. And so I was like, oh, he's into the he's into this Looney Tunes luck. He might be a good move. But then I realised that we're trying to get to LeBron James. Yes. And it kind of needs to really be someone who might give a shit about yeah, so LeBron cause, James. Because I thought as well as giving a shit about... Yeah, but again, same, yeah. same sort of problem. Like, So well, I think American focus is... Is going to be important. Probably a good idea. Because just Space Jam fans might sort of work. Yeah. 
But ideally, maybe a bit of both. How about we just look up Lakers fans, like famous Lakers fans? Oh, okay. We'll give, we'll give that a go. Yeah, we'll li- get a list up. Right. It's a pretty strong list, it's but I think, bad, like. I think we are going to run into some similar problems to we had before. I think so. I mean, the, the, this number list w- is so strong, I don't think we would find any of these names on a list of people who like our show. No, but like, you know, I don't think we'd find a lot of names on that list. No, that's true. Uh, so number one here is Jack Nicholson. And like, although that would be boss, I A, don't imagine Jack Nicholson engages with Twitter Probably much, not. Much, if at all. He might be able to help us get to Michael Keaton, though. And then from Michael Keaton. We already tried Keaton, though. Yeah, but if Jack goes, Oi, Keaton, check out this podcast. And then he checks out and gets in touch with LeBron. We'll, put, we'll, we'll bank Jack Nicholson for now. Yeah. We'll, okay, Flea and Anthony Kiedis. Well, that's two people. Uh, I mean, that is two people. I, it's odd that they've put them together as one. Uh, yeah, like, it, it's... Like, I mean, I know they're in the same band, but it's like... They're still different people. They are definitely different people. Um, yeah, I mean, I don't know. Like, Flea likes to make cameos and stuff, so he might be one to, to consider at some point. He might even get on the show, mate. Yeah, he loves a cameo. We'll get him on. We'll challenge him to a race. Who else we got? Challenge him to a race. Yeah. <laughs> like in Back to the Future, isn't it? Oh, I see. Yeah, you're, you're going to take fictional Flea. Yes. Uh, attribute those qualities to a real-life Flea. Yes. And then try and use that to get him to yes. be in a similar situation to that fictional scenario that you started with. Yes. Okay, well, we'll, we'll, <laughs> we'll backburner that plan. See, it seems a bit convoluted. Ice Cube. I, I like Ice Cube. He was a Lakers fan in the womb, apparently. Lakers fan in the womb. Uh, he's been to every game. Okay. It's an experience. Well, there you go. I mean... It'd be a good one. Okay, well, we're going to have to check all, if all these people engage with it. Let's get to the... Because like, there's only five on the list. <laughs> Diane Cannon, no, too old school, won't be on Twitter. Married to Cary Grant back in the day. Denzel. I see, I think this is the winner. Because <laughs> like, it's Denzel Washington, mate. Also, like, like, legend. He's and a, and a badass. Yeah. Like, I've, Have you seen if, The Equaliser? Yeah, it's, it's Great film. Like, if, if Denzel Washington tells you to do something, you do, you it. do it. So if we can get Denzel to just go, look, LeBron, right, should we got to do this. Should we do... Denzel, and uh, that don't. Pan I'm most out. pleased with the Denzel Washington approach. If that don't pan out, like next week, we'll maybe think about hitting up Ice Cube, or challenge Flea to a race, or challenge Flea to a race. Let's do that. All right. It's another Michael Jordan situation, isn't it? Like he doesn't have a Twitter, or if he does, he's not confirmed it yet. He has. He, he hasn't done that email thing. Yeah, I mean, like, like. I very much doubt that that's the reason it doesn't have a tick is because Denzel, Denzel Washington hasn't got around to it. Confirming his email. <laughs> yeah, it's like, dick. I just don't, I don't think that's what's happened. Probably not. So we're going to move on. To, we're going to do Ice Cube. I think I think he's a good one. He, see, he seems to uh, engage uh, with with Twitter yeah. uh, to an extent. Like uh, He's got a blue tick, so that's always a good thing. That's he also has uh, labelled himself a West Coast warlord. Interesting. So, like, he's clearly ready for battle. Do, do, do any, do any uh, kind of might gel with like Porky the Third? That might be. I mean, I don't, I don't want to assume, but like, he does sound like he's ready to to deal with some stuff. He does. Like, he's he's ready for battle. This is good. Well, let's, we need let's, someone who's ready for battle because bloody LeBron ain't. Yeah. So let's let's try let's try Ice Cube. All right. How do we open this, Mister Mister Cube? Mister Cube. So, Mister Cube. Mister Cube. How's it dangling? <laughs> I don't. 
No? Is that, <laughs> I is that, is that a bit personal? I don't know. People go, how's it hanging? That's okay. <laughs> like, Do you know the trouble with this format? Is that, no. like, it's the constant, uh, you know, being torn between what's funny <laughs> and, what, and what might actually get someone <laughs> to pay any attention at I think all. that'd make her pay attention, but maybe not the attention we want. <laughs> okay. Mr. Cube. How's it dangling? <laughs> Still does it for me. As a Lakers fan, you'll surely want to help us help LeBron in his biggest fixture of 2020, basketball aliens in Space Jam 2. We have vital intel he needs. Please point him our way. I've got a little a link in there. It says, for your ears only. I quite like that. Yeah, I'm yeah. Start that's using good. that a lot. Yeah. Help us ice. You're our only hope. And then we had two bits left, so I just put space kiss. <laughs> I think I think that's a new way. It's a it's a new path to the perfect tweet yeah, format. Yeah, just put some kisses on the end. Bang a, bang a kiss in there. <laughs> uh, I'm pleased with that. That's perfect tweet, pal. Yeah. It doesn't have at King James uh, in it. It doesn't, but it does have help us help LeBron. Yeah, I mean, and as a massive Lakers fan for his helpful. entire life, he is going to know that. Yeah, let's. Yeah, oh no, I don't think he's going to be. Uh, I don't think he's going to be confused. It's no. just you know, it's just getting it out there. But I think we'll, we'll roll with a different tack this time. I'm very pleased with that. Let's hit, do that. Hit tweet. Yeah, let's get let's get Cube involved. I wonder if people do just call him Ice or Mister Cube, or as Mr. Cube as we started with. There's no chance no one's ever called him Mister Cube. Like maybe he some dem- someone would have called it. him Mister Cube. Yeah, <laughs> I, I hope he demands. Yeah, it. Like, no, you will call me Mister Cube. Mr. Or I hope he says Mister Cube was, was my, my father. father. Yeah, <laughs> I never says that. <laughs> Hold up, I ain't trying to stunt, man. But the Yeezys jumped over the jump, man. Went from most hated to the champion God flow. I guess that's a feeling only me and LeBron know. I'm living three dreams. All right, it's this pest again. Yeah, I mean... Last scene dooming the entire Earth. Yeah, I know. And, like, quite willingly. He just doesn't seem bothered, though, does he? He just can't help himself. And, like, we've known that for a long time. Yeah. But but last time, like, I think the the, the implications of his... his Aloofness. Just just general... Just creepiness, Sex really. pestery. Sex pestery. <laughs> uh, like, I think the implications you know, live a little larger than previous instances. But we'll see what he's up to. It's Pepe Le Pew. He's gone back to his previous uh, previous mark. Yes, Penelope yeah, yeah. Pussycat. I don't know if he knows it's Penelope Pussycat each well, maybe time. Not. No. I mean, I don't think he really cares. Like, did he see Sylvester exactly the same way? And we do know in the two universe that animals have a really hard time telling the difference between each other, even if a vague disguise is put on. Yeah, that's true. Like, they're all kind of, like, kind of racist, Amorphous really. blobs. But, I mean, he's mistaking... Like, normally that's when someone's disguising themselves as a different species to you. Pepe Le Pew seems to struggle when things look even vaguely like his own species. That's true. But then again, maybe he doesn't struggle. Maybe he just doesn't care. I think that's actually it. I think it's that one. <laughs> okay, so it's a Pepe Le Pew and Penelope Pussycat uh, number called The Cat's Bar. Uh, and it's uh, from March 20th, 1954. Fuck! I didn't, I didn't like it. It's the worst one ever. Can we not talk about it, please? I don't. I don't really feel I need to 
I don't want to relive that. Well, I think we should go over, like, at least broadly why we're incredibly uncomfortable with it. It's horrible! <laughs> I mean, it is. Like, right. So okay. one thing that if this is confirmed, which is very upsetting to us, is that the Pepe we've seen so far is far more restrained than past Pepe. Yeah. Which is upsetting. Well, I mean, that's actually the most recent Pepe where that bad thing was. Because that wasn't part of the flashback. Well, yeah, but that it's... is most that is the most up to date Pepe. Yeah, but it's like he's way worse than the old one. This the old one was just chasing cats around. Yeah, but like it's more that he did a really bad thing a long while ago, and he's still doing it, and it's still there. I think we have established one thing though. Right, we'll get to the ins and outs there. If if that's the case. Mm-hmm then it means that all the other cats haven't been Penelope. This is true. Unless... Oh, that's much worse. (laughs) So, basically, the episode opens in a sort of peep show like uh like first person perspective yes yeah pepe's inviting us in so i've and i I already felt personally violated yeah because he's walking around naked before he puts his clothes on and the thing is it's like it's fine if he's naked all the time but when somebody actively puts clothes on to interview you're like oh so you were naked before don't like this oh but he basically tells the story of how he first met penelope and they're in french morocco yeah and uh like, you know, that was mostly pretty standard Pepe stuff, right? Yes, yeah, yeah. Penelope accidentally gets stripe painted down back. Yeah. He goes after her. He's, we've, he's confirmed a few things that, like, you know, we always suspected to be the case. Like, at one point, well, he sort of uh, takes her out of her, her sort of collar. She's been sort of walked around by yes. her owner. Yeah. Uh, and uh, he's like, oh, I've freed you from the grips of slavery. And then definitely feels like he's owed something. Yes, yeah, because immediately he's like, let, 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 let's skip all of the, like, the essentially the foreplay, yeah. and let's get straight into making love, and we can make love forever. Which, to be fair, like, you know, oh, is like, like as I, as I was saying earlier, like, that is much worse than we've seen him when pursuing cats yes. in, the, in modern day. Yeah. Like, he's, he's, a, he's a bit of a romantic now. Back then, like, you know, he wasn't even trying to hide the fact he was a sex pest. Yeah, I mean, th- th- are we assume that this is just post-divorce? Yeah, I imagine so. Uh, or prior to marriage entirely. But he was Pepe Le Pew, and we think that's... that. Would, I think you think that persona is part of... Yes. Um, part of his sort of breakdown post-divorce. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Um, also, I wouldn't, put, like, see it past him to go, like, to devastated, just move to Morocco. Yeah, I mean, like, because he seems like the sort of person who would join the French Foreign Legion. Yeah, and he did have the, that sort of uh, hat going on. Yeah. With the sort of, like, the, the sort of flappy bit down the yes, back. Yeah, the sun-protecting neck So, thing. let's presume he joined the Foreign Legion, Yeah, wound up, you know, just as he does, just sort of lounging about. Yeah. And that's the situation. But, yeah, most of the episode plays out in a normal Pepe way. What's really upsetting, though, is when it flashes back to modern time yeah and like so we're still the interviewer and he basically just explains that oh it's all worked out in the end and then your view pans down to his foot where there is a shackle and a chain and you're like oh is he like to, to curb his you know sexual aggression has he chained himself up yeah, like, is he on a, house like, arrest? like like a werewolf does in the full moon but no you follow the chain all the way 
and Penelope is on the other on the other side of the chain, chained to him, and he's like, "Didn't it, my love?" And she's like, "Yeah, yeah." Although she doesn't talk because I don't think she's sentient. No, she's um, just and a cat. She looks ragged. Yeah, it's like, like she's like she's being kept in prison. So dark. It looks like ages. It looks like the uh, it looks like black snake moan. Yeah, and it's then, like. It's grim. And then she gets the file out and starts trying to file through it, assuming, I, I guess, that Pepe has looked back to us at this point. So the, the problem I have with this is that I think that means that since before all the times he's been chasing Penelope around, like, she's been there imprisoned. Now, mm. that implies to me one of two things. Either it hasn't been Penelope all those other times, or... She's escaped a few times, and this has happened over and over again. I've got, I've got, and a, both I've, of those are really grim. I've got a third worse one. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> oh, good. Come on, then. Let's right. have it. So, most um, serial killers have a type of victim. All right, we're getting this mind hunter shit, are we? Yeah. Okay, right. let's do it. So, I'm thinking the original Penelope, dead. Right. So, he's got He's a- chasing new cats that look like and to him they're all penelope they're all penelope yeah and he's okay. chaining them up and every single time one dies uh, he goes out and gets it. the third option's worse isn't it okay it's that's a, the answer a- we've got time for <laughs> this week i don't want to talk Duck. about this i don't want to talk about this no, anymore no Cut. thanks for listening everybody <laughs> Normally, at this point, I'd be trying to think of, you know, like, you know, I'd be in a better space, but just trying to think of, like, nice songs we could put on the end for you. But I think we're just going to go with the one that was relevant to the first episode. I think episode so, yeah. We, we don't want any song relevant Because I don't want anything to, to do with that. <laughs> we just... Horrid. So, yeah, thanks for listening. It's nice to know we're not on this journey alone, especially this week, where it's been absolutely harrowing. We're sorry about that. Uh, we're we're going to wrap it up and, you know, uh, not not going to mention it again Burn next week out. until it until Pepe crops up again and I'm just going to... Uh, <laughs> I hate him. Uh, as ever, we're going to leave you with a song. Uh, as Claude is wound up clinging to the bottom of the wing of a plane, plane yeah. just off to somewhere, uh, it seemed only apt to end with some John Denver. And uh, yeah, see you, see you next week, I hope. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry about that. It's so dark. Bye. <laughs> All my bags are packed, ready to go I'm standing here outside your door I hate to wake you up to say goodbye But the dawn is breaking, it's early morn The taxi's waiting, he's blown his horn Already I'm so lonesome I could die So kiss me and smile for me Tell me that you'll wait for me Hold me like you'll never let me go times I let you down So many times I played around I tell you now They 
don't mean a thing Every place I go I'll think of you Every song I sing I'll sing for you When I come back I'll bring your wedding ring So kiss me and smile for me Tell me that you'll wait for me Hold me like you'll never let me go Cause I believe in on a jet plane Don't know when I'll be back again Oh babe, I hate to go Now the time's come to leave you One more time, let me kiss you Close your eyes, I'll be on my way Dream about the days to come When I won't have to leave alone About the times I won't have to say That you'll wait for me Hold me like you'll never let me go Oh